AMD is tired of people taking their stuff, so they're complaining. Apple shows off some mighty fine stuff at WWDC, and uh, we got we got a whole bunch of other tech news that we're gonna go over. That I'm that's super informative for you. Let's get into the hot news, everybody. I'm your Brett host. We're gonna be going over the hottest tech news I can find on the internet while you enjoy your breakfast. And we're gonna start off today talking about AMD filing a formal complaint against Realtek and TCL for graphics patent infringements, which is being filed on behalf of AMD and ATI to the United States International Trade Commission, saying that they violated five different patents from texture decompression to a unified shader approach to graphics architectures, a multi-threaded graphics processing system, as well as methods to synchronize thread, wavefront data, and events in a patent covering a processing unit for asynchronous dispatch. Essentially, AMD is saying that these companies have taken their ways of handling graphics and saying, hey, you TV makers and real tech people who making chips, you gotta stop it, okay? Cause that's our technology. It's just a typical patent uh, lawsuit that's happening here with AMD asking for it to be investigated. And if they find out that Realtek and DCL have violated this, there could be fines on the table as well as moratoriums on the sales of the products that actually feature these technologies. This actually isn't the first time that AMD has gone after companies like this, especially TV makers. They actually had a similar investigation that went against LG, Vizio, MediaTek, and Sigma Designs, which most of them eventually settled with AMD, but AMD actually ended up going on to sue MediaTek. So it's not quite clear what's gonna develop from this. Obviously, Realtek and TCL could decide to settle. They could potentially decide not to settle, and this would actually go to court, but preliminary injunctions look like there's some graphics thieves out there, and no, not the people who come in and grab the graphics cards out of your PCs. It looks like it's uh, other major companies taking the stuff that they didn't make themselves. But you know what Apple made themselves? a whole lot of stuff because they had WWDC yesterday, which is typically their developer conference. That's what the DC stands for. But we also got some hardware releases of this, which I'm excited for a few of these, like the M2 chip that Apple officially announced. It's their next generation chip that they're gonna be putting into a couple of different devices. It can support up to 24 gigs of memory. It can support 50% more memory bandwidth. It has an eight core CPU and a 10 core GPU, 18% faster on the CPU, 35% faster on the GPU. It's a 40% faster neural engine. And according to Apple, it has industry leading performance per watt, which essentially means that this is gonna be a very efficient chip. This doesn't necessarily step on the toes of things like the M1 Pro, M1 Max, or the M1 Ultra chips that released later because this one is really focused more on efficiency. Yes, it is faster than M1, but it's not faster than the more performance oriented chips that Apple had released. But it is going into several different devices. No discussion of a Mac mini, but definitely the 13.3 inch MacBook Pro is going to be getting it. It's gonna have all of that stuff, but not a redesigned body. So it's actually, I wanna talk about this in a second because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But what we do get is a redesigned MacBook Air, including this M2 processor. It essentially looks like the new MacBook Pros, the 14 and 16 inch just shrunk down. So it's gonna have the MagSafe charger built in. It's only 2.7 pounds with 11.3 millimeter in thinness, but it doesn't have that sloping front anymore, it's actually more rectangular. It can support up to two terabytes of an SSD and that 24 gigabytes of RAM, but it, since it's a MacBook Air, it doesn't have any active cooling, but Apple is claiming that it'll get up to 18 hours of video playback for its battery life, which is significantly higher than it was on the previous generation M1 MacBook Air and actually higher than the previous generation MacBook Pro. Apple's also updating the webcam to be 1080p as opposed to 720p. All around, this looks like a mighty fine device. 
price. However, it is going to be starting $200 more than the previous MacBook Air, which Apple is not discontinuing. So it's going to be $1199 for the base model. Once you add in sensible things like 16 gigs of RAM and a one terabyte SSD, you're actually looking closer at $1899. So it's not necessarily the cheapest device out there, but you're also getting four different colors, midnight, starlight, space gray, and then silver. So just two colors added on to the previous iterations that were there. But I just want to talk for a second. This laptop seems great. It has MagSafe, has two Thunderbolt Fort ports on the side and a headphone jack on the right hand side. The MacBook Pro on the other hand, the 13.3 inch only has two Thunderbolt ports and a headphone jack. It doesn't have the MagSafe because it's not been updated at all. The only real difference that you're getting here is an active cooling system and slightly better battery life coming in at 20 hours as opposed to the 18 hours. But I think the fact that you have to use one of your ports to charge makes this a really lesser laptop. The fact that the new MacBook Airs are going to have MagSafe makes it so that you're actually able to use more of the effective ports. Yes, you're going to have to get a dongle, but you would have to do it for either one of these devices. And at least on the MacBook Air, you have full access to both Thunderbolt ports. That's just my estimation here. The MacBook Pro is slightly more expensive. I think it's about $100 more expensive, but it feels like Apple is trying to phase this out because it just it actually doesn't make a whole lot of sense compared to the MacBook Air. And one more thing to note about the new MacBook Air, it's actually going to have the notch display that was similar on the new MacBook Pro. So that tracks. I mean, it's essentially just a mini MacBook Pro. I kind of like it. Let me know what you think of the MacBook Air down below in the comments. But Apple also showing off a new dual USB-C 35 watt power adapter that you get when you purchase the new M2 chips. But they also showed off some gaming stuff with their new Metal FX upscaling system based on Metal 3. This essentially will be something like AMD's upscaling resolution stuff or NVIDIA's DLSS, making it so that it can render games out at a higher frame rate while using less input data. I just have a couple bones to pick with this. Number one, this Ars Technica article says that M1 and M2 silicon do not have included dedicated AI processing cores. And I'm just wondering what the hell the neural engine is then. But then number two, when Apple was showing this off, showing how great their upscaling technology was, they decided to show off No Man's Sky. And just, just look at the frame rate of this game as they're showing this off. This looks atrocious. It's I mean, it's neat that, yeah, you have this upscaling technology, but even with it, your your stuff looks like garbage. Apple also showing off the fact that Resident Evil 8 Village will be coming out to the Apple Silicon. So you can actually play that game in case you want to. But that also looked really bad. It looks like it's at 1080p, but low quality. So I just I'm not excited about the gaming stuff that Apple had. But some people are excited for the new iPad OS 16 and kind of confirm the rumors of what we're expecting, which is better multitasking setups with the center stage thing. I think that's what it was called. I'm not 100% sure where it actually allows you to have multiple apps open side by side and by each other all in one go. And then you can also connect it to an external display and be able to move them to the external display. And I'll have a whole bunch of other upgrades to it. But that's the main thing that people were looking for was that multitasking improvement. Also an update coming out to Mac OS Ventura being announced. And one of the key features that I want to highlight here is the passkey setup that they're having in Safari. So essentially what this will 
will mean is that you use your biometric authentication like Touch ID or Face ID to log into websites across the internet. You will no longer need a password. Apple will do that for you. This is a way, at least according to them, to help prevent phishing attacks and social engineering because nobody can actually get your password because it's actually tied to the fact that it's a passkey on Safari. Now, the one thing I do want to mention here, though, is that this, I love this feature. It makes a whole lot of sense, but it will severely lock people down to the Apple ecosystem. If you're not able to somehow create a password for yourself before you get off of Apple, it's just going to make it so that you're not able to log into your favorite websites that you're using passkey for. And so it can create a situation where Apple's even making a more of a walled garden for themselves. They also showed off some extra stuff like iOS 16 and watchOS 9, which is going to bring us better sleep tracking and medication reminders in case you need that. And then also a new feature for FaceTime continuity, which will allow you to actually move a FaceTime conversation from your phone to your MacBook. But then also you can use your iPhone as a webcam on your Mac device, because as this article says, uh, webcams stink, especially on the Apple stuff. So it will allow you to use the back cameras on your iPhone as the webcam. And then allegedly they have a desk view feature, which you can see right here using the ultra wide camera to allow them to see you and show your desk at the same time, which like, I don't, I don't think this is real. I just, I can't fathom how this works, especially as I look at the ultra wide setup on my iPhone itself. Even if the main camera is looking directly at me, the ultra wide is not enough to see down what's at my desk. And even, even if it was, the distortion on the fisheye lens would be so massive that even if they corrected it to look flat, there would be weird artifacts happening all over. This was probably the most unbelievable thing that Apple showed off at its WWDC. I'm excited for it. I kind of want to see it, but I do not believe the desk view until it actually gets in the hands of people and they're able to test it out because that seems too good to be true. Also too good to be true, it appears that the B&H leak of something like the Mac mini tower did not happen as well as the Mac mini getting an update to the M2 chip that was not announced by Apple at all. But let me know what your favorite part of Apple's WWDC was down below in the comments while I tell you about crypto stonks because uh, crypto having a green day. Bitcoin's up 4.4% to be at $31,400 increasing almost $1,500 in the last 24 hours. Ethereum also up 2% to be at 1859 and Dogecoin down just so slightly to be at 8.1%. One cents. But what's also going up, it appears to be the ping count on Intel's CPUs. You expect that Intel will give you a motherboard that will last two generations. And according to the latest leaks, Meteor Lake and Arrow Lake chips will have to be put on a new motherboard with an LGA 1851 socket. Now, the rumors are that it will have the same cooler compatibility, so you won't have to upgrade from that if you are on LGA 1700, but it will be a slightly bigger CPU socket. Now, this goes in direct contradiction to a previous leak from a different YouTuber saying that Intel was going to switch over to something like LGA 2551, which would be a massive jump from LGA 1700. Other reports are coming out that it's only going to be a modest increase of 151 pins on that. But you know what else is a modest increase? Final Fantasy VII Remake getting an HD project upgrade, which will allow you to have 20,000 textures being upscaled using this mod that you can find over on Nexus Mods. It'll essentially just make the game look better, 
especially for a game that just recently came out kind of weird but the fact that it does exist does make the game look better in case you're considering playing final fantasy 7 remake this might be the way to do it in case you want to see the games that xbox and bethesda are going to show off well they're going to have a second game showcase on june 14th for you in case you want to see that it's going to be 90 minutes long june 14th 1 p.m eastern because they want to have an extended showcase to go over all the details of the games that they're actually going to have in its regular showcase in case you want more in case you want more from the showcase that's happening in case you want less from your password manager like not having to put in a password in order to access your password manager well LastPass is going to make it so that your passwords don't need passwords to get into the passwords and so they're just going to make it so that you can verify your details on something like the desktop app that'll grant the permission for the mobile app and make it so that you don't need a password to get into the passwords that you're managing for your password manager And while LastPass is doing away with passwords, it looks like Samsung is doing away with LCD TV production, according to the latest reports coming out. And Samsung's looking to stop LCD panel production by next month because they believe the competition in the LCD panel space is just too much, especially considering that their market share in LCD panels has dropped to just 2%. Essentially, they're gonna focus on OLED and quantum dot technology as opposed to just typical LCD panels and make it so that they're focusing on where their strengths are, which makes a whole lot of sense what doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me just to me okay i just I, I i didn't talk about this when this got announced which was the elon twitter buyout stuff that was going on because i just i felt like it was a publicity stunt i felt like he wasn't serious and i think as more details are coming out it, it just feels like he was never serious and he's just trying to get out of it but elon threatening to pull out of the twitter deal because of the bot estimates that he's not happy with saying that twitter is committing a material breach of merger terms by allegedly refusing to disclose enough information about bot spam and a fake account data saying that the the offer to provide additional info on its testing methods for bogus accounts is both inadequate in an attempt to obfuscate and confuse the situation. So he's saying that he doesn't have enough data. Anyways, Twitter came out and said uh, they've continued to cooperatively share information with Mr. Musk to consummate the transaction in accordance with the terms of the merger agreement. We believe this agreement is in the best interest of all shareholders. We intend to close the transaction and enforce the merger agreement at the agreed price and terms. My best guess at this situation is that Elon does end up pulling out of this, especially because Tesla stock has started to crater. It's not as financially viable for him to pick up Twitter. It'll make it a much more financially risky move on his part. He never really wanted it. He wanted to do it for the attention. He'll pull out. Twitter will sue. This will be engaged in the court for many, many years to come. And essentially, people will just walk away with either more or less money. But no actual real change of hands is going to happen. That's my guess here. But let me know what you think of the Elon Twitter situation down below. And I'm going to let you know what I think of Intel's Arc A730M GPU. It's allegedly fast. It's actually looking pretty decent. The first benchmark's coming out about the A730M. It looks like it's actually faster than some 3070 Ti laptops based on this Time Spy benchmark. It's not in all games. This is just a synthetic benchmark, so don't take this as gospel, but it does look like it's actually going to be going toe-to-toe -to -toe with something like a 3070 or 3070 Ti laptop, depending on the TDP setup, which is pretty impressive considering this isn't even Intel's flagship GPU that they're going to be putting out, but it also has gone on sale in China 
and where people will actually be able to get and test it and make it so that they can see if it's actually good at gaming or not. And it looks like AMD's next-gen GPUs are gonna be good at power consumption because Seasonic published a power supply ratings list to let you know how big of a power supply you need depending on your components, and they've added the RX 7000 series into this. However, it doesn't appear like that actually increases the amount of power supply you do need. So some of the assumption is that this means that they're just as efficient, so the 7900 XT is gonna consume the same amount of power as the 6900 XT. Whether or not that's true, or maybe this was just a database error that went live too quickly, who knows? Uh, with it, we'll just have to wait and see. But one of the things we're hearing quite considerably is that Nvidia's RTX 40 series is gonna suck all of the power, and the well-known leaker who's been talking about all the details with the power consumption is indicating that the 4080 should be about 100 watts more than the 3080, and the 4070, if it's using GDDR6X, actually might pull 400 watts of power. It's a lot, that's, that's a lot for, for juice in a GPU. I think we just have to wait and see if it's actually fast enough to to matter do we want do we want them sucking that much juice if they double the performance or do we want you know less performance but better efficiency the ever raging question of life see you for tech news tomorrow my friends